All right. Preach it. <laughs> Thank you, Tulia. <laughs> All right. Well, hopefully you can hear me. Obviously, you can hear that I have been coughing quite a bit yesterday and the day before, and i um, feeling a little bit better today, so we're going to get the word out. Uh, I want to give you a little bit of a recap um, on this journey of growth that we've been on. Um, Rick really started us out probably about four or five weeks ago um, in this 2 Corinthians 3.18, and it says, but we with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as the Lord, the Spirit. And we just talked about that our main desire in growing and tran- being transformed is to grow into the likeness of Jesus, right? That's, that's our ultimate call, just to be like him. Um, when you're growing up, you know, you, you tend to think, well, I just want to be like, you know, my dad or I want to be you know, this person or that person, but really the call in life is just to be like Jesus. Um, That's not a religious thing. It is a total relationship thing. It is a God thing. It's a kingdom thing. And and I love that glory to glory because we're never in a process where you're, anybody in a process where you've arrived in your relationship with Jesus? (laughs) Anybody want to be bold enough to say that? (laughs) I didn't give you hands. That's good. Why? Why would you? Why would you not say? Because it's it's always a, a realm of glory to glory growth. God has always given us a place that we can grow more into His likeness. I mean, we're never going to become God, but man, my goal in life is to become as close as I can get. Like we should be able to get pretty close. I mean, it's, it's somewhat close, maybe. But but the reality is that God wants to bring us into a place where we enter into this growth journey, glory. To glory, glory to glory. And then, um, you know, Daniel talked about expanding our capacity. Really took the balloons. I don't remember if you remember, he stretched them. And he just said, you know, if you stretch a balloon, it has more capacity to grow, you know, to be, to, to blow, you know, to be, to, to grow. And, and, and he just really encouraged us to, exp- God was expanding our capacity. And then we started on the foundations of growth. And if, um, if you haven't gotten this book, uh, Rachel's still going to be back there on the, Back, right back there, she's, you know, she even dressed up for you guys today, and she's just hanging out back with the books. Uh, first things first, we really started on this um, really five-week journey together as a body. Um, these are foundational um, teachings, foundational realities. And so there's a, uh, the first one Rick talked about two weeks ago was, you know, just being the one thing, him, being before him, talking about Mary. And that place of Mary, uh, just getting before him, you know, this is the one thing that was necessary, you know, just to be before him. And then um, Jared talked last week about, uh, I think he just stepped out, but Jared, uh, no, there he is. Jared uh, talked last week about hearing God and really just encouraged us and spurred us on in this area of being open to listen and taking time to listen and, and really hearing God. And so the third week that we're talking about is just the word of God. And then, man, you could... I could do 15,000 different sermon topics on the Word of God, but one of the, one of the uh, ones that God immediately just spoke to me was out of that Hebrews 4 passage. And so I'm um, going on to that next scripture, just the first scripture up there, um, Hebrews 4.12. Um, oh, there it is. 
Hebrews 4.12 says, For the word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing as far as the division of soul and spirit, both joints and marrow, and able to judge the thoughts and the intentions of the heart. Now, that, that scripture in itself is really crazy full, and we're not even going to unpack that today. Because you can start talking about division of soul and spirit, joints and marrow, judge the thoughts and intentions of heart. That's a whole nother realm. But the, the phrase that caught me that the Lord really just wanted to talk about this morning is that the word of God is living and active. I, I mean, I love it when God sets you up when he, he talks about something. Because Craig, I don't know if y'all, when, y'all, when we were, he spoke, anybody heard Philippians 4, 6, and 7 before? Anybody? I mean, most of us have read that in our life, right? Did it become living and active today when he spoke it? I mean, I don't know if you felt it. I felt it. It was like, man, all of a sudden the word that he spoke became living and active. I, and, and it even gave me one more revelation when he said, um, when he talked about, you know, be anxious for nothing but everything through thanksgiving. All of a sudden he's like, yeah, go ahead. Put, put yourself out before God, but make sure you're doing it with what? Thanksgiving. I was like, man, I was, all of a sudden that, that word just became alive to me this morning. I don't know if it did you. If it didn't, maybe we need to <laughs> we'll lay hands on you or <laughs> put, put a, uh, make sure you're, bre- you're breathing or you're, you're, uh, your heart's beating, whatever that is. But I, I'm going to pray that God becomes, the word becomes alive to you this morning. And I'm just praying that I'm really not here to, I mean, this is a church that's been built foundational on the word. I mean, Rick and Paula Sizemore. I mean, if, if you get word in this church, you're going to get word in this church. Like, this, this is. But I'm, I want to, there's going to be a facet of this today. I'm just praying that it becomes living and active in your life, in your life. And again, this is a foundational word, but man, we all need, I, I love when, um, uh, I think it was either Peter or Paul, he said, I, th- I think maybe it was Peter, but he said, you know, or maybe Paul was saying, you know, I'll always be in a place that I can remind you of these things. You know, I can always bring these place, things to your remembrance. Why? Because we always need to get back down to foundational things. Because sometimes, I don't know if y'all, about you guys, but the, I've gone through seasons of life where the Word's been very li- alive and active, and the Word's been very maybe dead and not existent, you know, in my life. You know, it's, and, and I want to get back over here to where the Word's alive and active. You know, maybe it's kind of, maybe, it's, maybe you're in the middle. You're, it's just been neutral to you for a season, you know. It's been like, oh, I can go, I can live with it or not live with it. And I'm just praying, man, I, I want to get to a place where I can't live without it. Like, it is so alive and active and, 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 and sharper, obviously sharper than two-edged sword. Um, that's a whole other thing that we won't get into today. But I want to give you a test because, you know, you know, that word became alive, that Philippians passage. I was thinking about, you know, when did, I was thinking about when, you know, when did the word become alive to me? And it was funny, I, you know, I shared some of my testimony before, but, um, you know, when I, I became a believer when I was a junior or a sophomore in college, in between my sophomore and freshman year, and I was going to the BSU, uh, Baptist Student Union, it's the BCM now, they switch it around, but... Back back in the day, Leah uh, Leah was there, and I met her, and we we started um, hanging out, and so um, we we were seeing each other, and all of a sudden, you know, I had been a believer, um, I had gone to church my whole life, um, but if you ask me if the Word of God was living and active in my life, I would say it's a big big fat zero, right? I had I had heard the Word probably every Sunday. 
But I didn't allow, I had zero, of course I wasn't saved until I was in college. But I had zero, none of it really came to life to me. And so um, I was thinking about the fact that um, one of Leah's roommates said, hey, there's this Bible study going on up in Radford at this place called um, Central United Methodist Church. Remember back in the day, uh, Sprakers, remember that? The, uh, were you in the, you, did you ever come to Central United when I was there? So, um, but when Central United Methodist Church, so all of a sudden, Leah, Leah's roommate said, hey, you should come. It's a really cool Bible study. And so we were like, okay, we're up for it. And we were kind of we searching out, you know, maybe past some things that we had experienced before. And we were wanting to find some greater things. So all of a sudden, he, they, they uh, invited. So we went. And so I walk in this room. It's kind of an old dungeon-y feel of a room because it's in the basement. And... Uh, and there's all these people standing around in a big old circle. And Doug Levy, I don't know, most of y'all know Doug. Well, you don't know Doug like we knew Doug. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> see, Doug Levy was like, back in the day, he was like the 80s rock man, rocker. And he had like hair out to here. And he was like, yeah, 80s, anybody remember the 80s bands? You know, the girl bands, I always call them the girl hair bands, you know. But, you know, he had hair out to here. And, and he's leading worship. And, of course, I'm like, I mean, I, I'm like walking out. I'm already freaked out. Mostly like, what in the world? But one of the things is, I mean, the first time I walked into the Bible study, the, when the word came and all of a sudden Rick began to share, that's where Rick, obviously I met Rick. But when Rick began to share, all of a sudden the word became alive and active in my life. I was like, to a point where I'm like, man, where have I been all my life? Where, where, where have I been? You know, I, I know I've heard this word. I know I've heard the word of God. Obviously, it helps if you're saved. You, you begin to, anybody, I was always thinking about, you know, before I got saved, and, and, and I knew, I know I tried to read the word, but ever, you know it, what it sounded like to me? It was like, you ever gone on the, the Peanuts? You ever watched the Lucy and, and them, and the, uh, when they're in the classroom, and that guy's, the person's up there, you're like, I don't understand a word you're saying, but you're saying something, but obviously, and everybody else can hear it. The peanuts can hear you. I mean, they can understand you, but I can't. And that's what I felt like reading the Word of God to me was. It was like, wah, 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 wah. You know, if, you don't, if you've never seen peanuts, you, know, you might want to look that up. <laughs> it's kind of an old school. Old school. Um, but but that's, what it, that's what it kind of meant to me in relationship to the Word. And so... It never became alive or living. And when all of a sudden I met, we met Rick, and all of a sudden he just started sharing just the simple gospel, the simple kingdom gospel. Every, probably all the, everything that we've shared in here and Needs Book and all that stuff. I mean, Grace, all these things that we learned early on. Um, it started becoming alive and active. All of a sudden I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, how in the world have I missed out on all this all my life? And so... I, I want to talk about that today. Just the word is living and it's active. And I'm just going to believe that it's going to become alive and active in us. And, and that's not a condemnation thing. That's just the reality. I've gone through, like I said, I've gone in and out of seasons where the words become, is really highlighted in my life. And then where seasons of kind of drought and, you know, and disillusionment sometimes. But God really wants to make the word alive and active. I was thinking about um, this word in relationship to um, Hebrew, oh, go on to the next one. 
Uh, just think about this. The Word became alive. John 1, 14. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. It became alive. You know, the Word, you know, I was thinking about even about the Word. It's, it's Him. It's Him, Jesus. You, know, you think about it. And we saw he, he, the Word became flesh. Like His heart, he, who He was, became living and active on this world, in this world. So, so part of this word becoming alive and active is just reminding ourselves that he is the word. I'll, there's another scripture in a second that I'll, I'll hit that point. But, but the word became alive, became living and active. And, and, and when Jesus came to earth, he showed that, he demonstrated that. We saw his glory, the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and full of truth. And so he is the one that's alive. And active. Go on to the next one. The word is living and enduring. I, I love this. For you have been born again, not of seed, which is perishable, but imperishable. That is through the living and enduring word of God. When you were born again, you were born, anybody, if you had to have heard the word and said yes to that. Like there's a, there was a seed that I got planted in your heart. That was the word of God. I mean, some of that was the word. You know, maybe that all you heard was Romans ten nine, and that was enough. You know that, uh, and and if you've never you know heard ten, Romans ten nine, if you've never done that, you know that if I confess Jesus as Lord of my of my life and believe that He was raised from the dead, I will be saved. And so I just encourage you, if you've never heard that word, if you've never uh, walked in that scripture and it made it alive to you, I pray that today would be a day that you can make that word alive. But there's, been, there's so much more after that. And, and I pray that you haven't stopped there, right? The word is living and active. So if I, uh, but it's enduring. And I think about, you know, I love the, this is in the, the rest of this is in, from Isaiah. All flesh is like grass, all, all its glory like the flower of the grass. The grass withers, the flower falls off, but the word of God endures forever. If you want something in your life that is endure, to endure, and then make sure that you're allowing uh, the Word of God to be uh, a living and active in your life, in your heart. In your, in your, in, okay, so it's living and enduring Word. Go on to the next one. You know, I love this one. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word what? Was God. Right? And I, it's almost too big of a, even a theological point thought. Like, okay. That, you know, this word, and you know, it's funny, I don't even read the word much from the word anymore. I always read it on my, on my uh, phone, and I felt, I felt like the Lord's saying, sometimes we need to get this back in our, in our, in our system, you know. Of course, I, this is Leah's. I can't even read it. It's so small. <laughs> I have hit the 40s, and I cannot see that. Uh, I gave Kenzie my Bible earlier in the year, so now I'm stuck, I'm stuck reading it on the phone so I can actually see it. Um, pains of getting old, right? Older, right? Um, think about this. In Revelations, his eyes are a flame of fire, and on his head are many diadems. He has a name written on him which no one knows except himself. He's clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called what? The Word of God. Like it's his name. It's who he is. It's who he is. Do you think about that. When I start allowing this to be this, I'm allowing him to be in. Like, he, he, it's who he is. Like, he is alive. He is living and active in that. He is the word. 
And, um, and I think that's, that's an, just an awesome revelation. Like when I, be, I start, because I think sometimes we, you know, especially when I first started reading the Bible or tried to read it before I was saved or tried to read it when growing up, you know, it was all a bunch of rules and regulations. It was kind of the do's and don'ts. I really didn't even like to read it because it usually contradicted my life. But, you know, so I didn't re- it's not always fun to read something that you're like, oh, maybe I'm not living so great. But, you know, the reality is, is that I've got to make a transition that this is him. Like, this is him. It's who he is. It's his heart for you. But it's him. And, um, and, it, and it's life. Go on to the next one. The word, I love this, um, if, if you remember that right before the scripture, Jesus is talking to his disciples, and he starts talking about, you know, I'm the bread of heaven, that um, you're going to have to eat my flesh and drink my blood, and of course, you know, people are like, what, you know, and these are his disciples, you know, much of his disciples were, he was telling this too, and um, so all of a sudden they come, come to this place that as a result, many of his, what, own disciples withdrew and we're not walking with him anymore so Jesus said to the 12 you don't want to go away do you and and I love Peter Peter blew it a couple times you know he didn't always have the greatest track record but this is when he got right and he, he says you don't want to go away also do you and Simon Peter said Lord to whom whom shall we go you what have the word the words of eternal life like this word is eternal it's living it's active if you want to put some eternity into you, put this word in you. Put the, allow the word of God to richly dwell. We'll talk about that in a second. Richly dwell within you, right? And so I, I want to just, like I said, it's not anything today. It's probably anything you haven't heard. I want to spur you on to really ask God to make this living and active, to make this alive in, in us. And, and sometimes we get in a place where we, we've, we've held on to a word and we've written the word, read the word and things don't, you know, line up, you know, we talk about like what, um, what Craig was sh- sharing earlier, you know, maybe you've gone through a season and, you know, the word's not matching up with the season and all of a sudden you're like, man, I, I'm just, I got disillusioned and said, so the Lord wants to take the disillusionment away and really allow the word to become li- alive again and living again. All right. Um, let's see if I was, a, no. all right. So the Lord, the word is living, you know, I just want to, just really encourage you. It became alive. It, is endure, it endures forever. The Word is God, and He, the words that He shares are eternal life. Like those are the words He has. Peter knew that. He's like, I don't know where else I'm going to go. Like, you had. He knew where he was going to get breath and life, and that was uh, with with Jesus, not away from Him. All right. So the second part of this is the Word is active. Think about this one in Colossians 1.16. <clears throat> Let the word of Christ richly dwell within you, with all wisdom, teaching, admonishing one another, with psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Um, you know, I, I start thinking about, like, you know, are we allowing the word of God to richly dwell in us? Anybody ever known one of those people that, like, all they, everything that comes out of them is just word? I mean, obviously, we hang out with a guy. <laughs> name Rick Simon. I was thinking back to um, our grandma Jenkins, um, one of our, one of my, uh, my mom's dad and stepdad, um, the grandma, grandpa Jenkins. I just think back to them. Of course, you know, you always hate it because I wasn't walking with the Lord back then. But 
My grandmother was somebody that, you know, she would just squeeze Jesus into you. Like, she, she can't. I remember one time I, I had broken my collarbone. My brother, we were playing two-hand touch football, and my brother, my older brother, not Brandon, my older brother Mike decided he'd play two-hand push football, and uh, he pushed me down, and I broke my collarbone. And so, of course, you don't know, you, you can't tell when somebody has a broken collarbone. You just, you know, you kind of wear this little figure-eight brace. And... Uh, my grandmother came to visit, and she, she man, as like I said, when she, you get a hold of her, she's going to squeeze Jesus into it. She squeezed the life of, I mean, and she hurt my collarbone so much, I had to go, I didn't, I just, I didn't, I just went back in my room, and I was just, I just cried. It hurt so bad. She didn't even know it. But one of the things that she, she was just one of those people that, I mean, the word of God richly dwelled in her. Like, if I wanted somebody to pray for me, I was going to get her to pray for me. Why? Because everything that she was about, it was living. Like, the Word of God was living in her. Like, it was active in her. You know, sometimes, you know, you know, you didn't always want to hear it when I wasn't walking with the Lord. But, you know, but, you know I, think, I thank God for a minute when I was thinking of a mouse down in um, uh, Big Stone Gap. Jared and I know this lady. Um, she's passed on from now, but... Mouse is one of the same thing, man. She just, the word of God richly dwelled in her, man. Everything, everything came out of her was, was word and life. It was living. It wasn't religion. It was living. You know, sometimes it feel, felt that way when I was not walking, but, um, but the reality is it was living. Um, so really asking God to make that, pl- make that a place where the word of God richly dwells in you. It, you know, I think about, man, I don't, I'm not sure it's richly dwelling in me. I, I think it does dwell in me, but I want it to richly dwell and come alive. Think about this next one, Romans 10, 17. The word is active. So faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. So think about that. Uh, we talked about this last, last week or a couple of weeks, at least the last couple of weeks. You know, faith comes by hearing and hearing what? The word. Like if you, anybody want to grow in your faith? Anybody? All right. So you're going to have to walk in a place of hearing the word of God, hearing it, getting it active in your heart, getting it active in your life. Um, go on to the next one. Think about this one. Um, you know, all y'all know Matthew 4, 1, uh, this whole passage where Jesus is getting taken up into the wilderness, being tempted by the devil after he fasted 40 days and 40 nights. He then became hungry, which is the, you know, the most biggest overstatement of the Bible, right? Of course he became hungry, right? 40 days, 40 nights, I would have been hungry on day one. But. And the tempter came and said to him, if you are the son of God, you know, turn these stones to bread. And of course, you know, the living word, he is the word, you know. Sometimes we might not think it's, it's not fair. It's like that he is the word. So what but. Jesus showed this and demonstrated this by what? He's being tempted. You know, when he got squeezed, he's, he's fasting, he's in, he's in need as far as physically in need. But all of a sudden, when he gets squeezed, what comes out of him? And, you know, you think about, you know, when, when you get squeezed, what, does, what comes out of you? <laughs> the not so good word? <laughs> You know, when you get squeezed, what's coming out of you, you know? But when Jesus was squeezed, all of a sudden he said, you know, man doesn't live by bread alone, but what? By every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. He knew his substance was from, 
from Jesus, like the word, come alive, being alive, being active. Um, so, and then obviously, you know, the rest of the story you can go on the next. Devil took him into the holy city. If you're the son of God, throw yourself down. And of course, what comes out, he, uh, well, even, even the kind of interesting thing is the, the devil even pulls out a couple of scriptures and throws them at him. You know, come on, you know, if you're the son of God, throw yourself down for it is written, he will command his angels charge of you and their hands they will bear up so that you will not strike your foot. And Jesus said, on the other hand, it's written, you shall not put the Lord God to, your te- to the test. So, he's, you know, he just was able to, you know, come against even what the enemy was going, trying to throw at him in relationship to the word. You know, the God uh, brought him, or Jesus brought about this thing. And then, of course, uh, on the other hand, it's written, you shall not put the Lord, oh, sorry. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to them, all these things I will give you if you fall down and worship me. And obviously he said, what? Uh, I, I don't worship but God alone and serve him only. And so the reality is that the devil left him and he was attended to by angels. But why? What, what, when he was squeezed, I just want to encourage you, when he was squeezed, what came out of him? You know, the word, the word of God. And that's what I believe that God wants to make the word so active in our life that, you know, when everything that's in us is word, you get squeezed, it's what comes out. You know, kingdom, life giving substance to, pe- to, to, to people. That's, I think that's how, uh, you, know, you, you know, all throughout the word that, you know, Jesus was so persecuted, but he actually was able to give so much because it, it was, he was the living and active word. And I, I believe that we can be that same type of people. Think about this next one, go on. Word is taking ground and prevailing, 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 sorry. Many also of those who had believed kept coming, confessing, disclosing their practices, and many of those who practiced magic brought their books together and began burning them in the sight of everyone. They counted up the price of them and found it to be 50,000 pieces of silver. So the word of the Lord was growing mightily and prevailing. And I feel like the Lord just wanted to say, His word grows mightily and prevails. You know, it, that's what it's designed to do. You know, you think about this word... Um, I got this testimony, I mean, a quote um, from Charles Colson. He says, the Bible banned, burned, beloved, more widely read, more frequently attacked than any other book in history. Generations of intellectuals have attempted to discredit it. Dictators of every age have outlawed it and executed those who read it, yet soldiers carried into battle, believing it more powerful than their weapons. Fragments of it smuggled into solitary prison cells have transformed ruthless killers into gentle saints you know you just think about the 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 word of god prevails it, like it it has momentum it has life that god gives to it um to a place where i mean i don't know if fifty thousand pieces of silver that, i mean i don't know if you guys that's a lot in this day and age just fifty thousand pieces of silver but you think about what it's that's worth is like even on the low end is like 5.5 million dollars worth of stuff that's what they counted up why because I think the word of God became living and active. All of a sudden, they were like, dude, I don't want any of this stuff. I don't want anything that's, that's left of magic or all this stuff. They, they, they be, the word of God became so alive in them that they, were, they, were, uh, they just said, no more. Um, and and I, I, wanted to, um, I wanted George to share a testimony. He had shared, he had a, uh, um, I had asked some people if they had any testimonies of like the Word of God becoming alive and active, and 
And thinking about this in relationship to prevailing and taking ground and protecting, I just wanted him to share a little testimony about the word, the, how the word of God, something that he shared. Hello. Hello. Oh, Daniel. Thanks. <laughs> Hello. Mm. Hey. <laughs> so about 10 days ago, I was on the phone with my mom in Syria. And uh, while I'm talking to her, I can hear the like, um, bombing going around and shooting. And my heart just started like, going so fast. And then my mom started telling me what's going on. She said uh, ISIS trying to get into my village, which is like the only village around there that ISIS did, didn't get into. And then I hear this like, um, like gun shooting and I'm like, mom, what is that? And she said, there's four people got killed and they like bringing, bringing them in and they just shooting like to, I don't know why. So um, while I'm talking on the phone with her, like I just start, I did the normal thing anybody will do, freaking <laughs> out. And I'm like, gosh, like I wish I can do anything. Like I can't go there, I'm here far, thousands of miles. And that's how like, the word of God just started raising in my heart. And God just brought Psalm 91. Um, if you don't know it, please read it. And I, I read like Psalm 91. The cool thing I didn't um, put in the email, growing up my grandfather like knew Jesus and he used like every night um, when I sleep at my grandparents' house, he will, we all like will sit together and he will read Psalm 91. Hmm. And uh, it just like got in my heart so when I'm talking with my mom and she like, she's really scared of what's gonna happen. And uh, so this song just like got in my heart that God is like protecting them and nothing bad will get even close to them. Mm. So I hang up, I uh, send message to my wife and like my parents-in-law told them, please agree with me, let's declare Psalm 91. And um, so we did, we all prayed and, and uh, like my mom, mother-in-law kept sending me these messages of people like how they praying, declaring that song. Um, so now we're 10 days after that and my parents are fine. The government was able to get ISIS back and even like go farther, get them out of their areas. Mm -hmm. And what's really cool, two days ago, um, I got call also from Damascus about my uncle who um, needed, he, he wasn't going to his store because all the bombing going on. And then he said, I just wanna go check on that. So he drive to his store, um, he park in, and he was really, really like needed to the, go to the bathroom really bad. <laughs> so he just parked like really fast, run in the, into his store. The moment he got into the bathroom, the bomb fell in his store. So if he was like late one minute, or if he was out in, in his store, he could have been killed. But like that, it was like God saying, I told you, like I got them, don't worry. So that's how Psalm 91 become really life for me. You think about, um, sorry, I'm just going to think about Psalm 91 that he talked about. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. For he who delivers you from the snare of the trapper and for the deadly pestilence, he will cover you with his pinions. And under his wings you may seek his refuge, his faithfulness as a shield and a bulwark. You're not 
You will not be afraid of the terror by night or the arrows that fly by day or the pestilence that stalks in the darkness or the destruction that lays waste at noon. A thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not approach you. And that's what he was declaring, you know. And it became living and active, I think, in the situation. Why? Because he heard the word and then he made it alive. And so I just want to keep encouraging us. The word of God wants to take ground. It wants to grow my, it's prevailing, you know. Allow it to do that in your heart. Um, go on to the next one. First um, Thessalonians 2.13, For this reason we constantly thank God for that when you received the word of God, you heard it, you accepted it not as the word of men, but for what it really is, the word of God, which performs its work in you who believe. <coughs> so you think, <clears throat> think about that. The word of God performs its work in you. That's why it has to be richly dwelling. It has to be alive and active in us. It can't be just religious thought. It can't be just a, you know, it's, it's a good thing to do. It has to be in a place where I just, I ask the Lord, let, let this not be <clears throat> a place of just religion or just a, a good thing to do. Let it be, start performing its work in me and allow it to richly dwell in us. <clears throat> I'm sure if I asked each one of you, you could have test, you'd have testimony when the, the Word of God be, started becoming alive in you. Uh, or maybe, like I said, when the first time you heard a, a scripture and all of a sudden it just produced life in you. Um, I was thinking, um, uh, well, I'll go on to this one and I'll share another little testimony. Go on. So, so the Word is living. It's active. So what's our response? Like, what, what, do, what should we be walking in this place uh, I want to, these quick three responses, go on to the next one there. Oh, I thought about this, this is a really cool thing that um, I, I was listening to somebody and he said, said this, complaining about a silent God while your Bible is closed is like complaining about not getting text when your phone is turned off, right? <laughs> the only way that, 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 that it works is that, right, this thing goes open. Maybe you need to maybe get the dust off the shelf, right, you know? Um, maybe it just needs to get back into that daily routine, or maybe it just needs to become a part of. Uh, I love these apps now because you can you can play you can play the Word of God while you're while you're going down the road. You know, find ways to get it in you, allow that to be activated in you. Um, go on to that next one. So the call, you know, what's what's the call to receive the living and active Word? The first thing I have to do is receive it, and it, that takes that takes activation on your part. Uh, that's a place where uh, I, I can not receive it and reject it or, or just really neglect it, or I can receive the Word of God. I, I love this. You also became imitators of us of the Lord, having received the Word of, in much what? Tribulation. We don't even receive the Word in much tribulation. The most tribulation you had is maybe getting out the front door, right? <laughs> Sometimes that is a lot of tribulation in there. Uh, you know, but I love this in, you know, he's, Paul's talking to the Thessalonians that um, you received the word even when it was a, a lot of tribulation around you. And you did it with what? Joy. Joy. Like what? You know, sometimes we're like, I don't know. But, you know, the, they received the word in much tribulation with joy of the Holy Spirit so that you became an example to all the believers in Macedonia and uh, Achaia. For the word of the Lord has sounded uh, forth from you, 
but also in every place your faith towards God has gone forth so that we need not need to say anything. And so he was encouraged. He was saying, man, you know, it's richly dwelling in you to a place where even in tribulation you receive the word in joy and said, yes, I'll, t- I'll receive that. And it became so fruitful in their life. Um, I was thinking about Leah, you know, she's not here. She's not feeling good. She wasn't feeling good at all the last couple of days either. Um, she's not feeling good today either. But the cool thing, you know, I think about um, one of her first testimonies goes going back to the, uh, you know, we went to this uh, Bible study up at um, uh, the Central United Methodist. For some reason, I can never get that. Central United Methodist Church. So we go up to Central United Methodist Church, and one of the first things that she, she obviously, if you knew her, you know her testimony, she dealt with rejection a lot throughout her life. And um, she really, one of the first times, it was either the first or second time we were there, um, she got some ministry, got some ladies, took her back, and really walked Psalm 139 through with her. And you think about, think about this. I'm going to read this. I can't read out of that. Never mind. Uh, I'll probably just get it here quicker. Um, Psalm 139, you think about this in reference, whoops, um, it's not 139. It's not 149, it's 139. Think about this. This is what transformed her life and her heart. I will give thanks to you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works, and my soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the depths of the earth. Your eyes have seen my unformed substance, and in your book were written all the days for, for me, even when there was not one of them. How precious are your thoughts to me, O God. How vast is the sum of them. If I would count them, they would outnumber the sand. When I'm, when I'm awake, I'm still with you. That, those you know, four or five scriptures transformed her, transformed her life in relationship to that. You know, she began to receive the word. You know, she had to receive the word that, you know, that she was beautifully and wonderfully made. And that the rejection that she had felt all her life, she had to begin to allow God to speak the word of God and allow it to be living and active in her. You know, because that's what God declared over her. That's what God spoke over her. And when she began to do that, you know, it was funny. I mean, it was wild to watch the transformation right before my eyes. You know, I didn't, I mean, yeah, I was a raw, pretty raw new believer. And, you know, but to really see it happen right before my eyes was amazing. And so she received the word, the living and active word, and it began to work in her. The second thing that I would like to encourage to, so number one, receive it. Uh, two is going um, to unite the word with faith. For indeed, we had good news preached to us just as they did, but the word they heard did not profit them. Okay? I don't know. I don't want ever, I don't want any of this word to ever not profit me. <laughs> but the, re- the reality, though, is that if I don't unite this with what? Faith. faith. It says, because it was not united by faith in those who heard. Okay? So the prophet in the word of God, is obviously relationship with him. He's a li- it's the living word. It's him. But it's also uh, saying the yes and amen to it, uniting it with faith. Uh, remember, faith isn't, does faith mean you're going to see it or maybe you're going to believe it when you don't see it? Which one is it? 
Yeah, you going faith means that okay, I I can receive the word uh, just like Leah, she received the word. She might not have seen all that come out in her life in relationship to believing all the great things that she was, but she hadn't re- she she had to do it in faith. And she had to start believing it, receiving it in faith. And that was the great, the cool part. She received it in faith and it began its work in her. Remember perf- the word of God performs its work in us who believe. And it started performing that work in her. Uh, the same thing with me. When I became a, a believer, all of a sudden the word of God started. I was like, oh my goodness, like where have I been all my life? And all of a sudden it did that, it began that work in me. Uh, and, and I had, but it was because we started uniting it with faith. We're like, man, okay, I don't see that. I mean, stuff like uh, praise and worship and stuff like um, baptism of the Holy Spirit or spiritual gifts or any of those type of things. I had to start, I received them in faith because I didn't, I was like, oh my goodness, I don't even, I don't even know where all these things are. But I saw them in the Word, so I just united my, my, uh, I united it with faith. All right, I don't understand it, I don't see it, but God, I'm going to unite my faith in it. And uh, so the last thing, um, the last response, go on to the next one, um, is really just to see the Word released with power. Um, this is just something that was especially on my heart is that the word of God is not supposed to be something that is just read, memorized. All those things are really good to read, to memorize, to, to uh, meditate on the scripture. God gives us uh, all those things to do. But the word is never supposed to be void of power. Like, think about these scriptures. For our gospel did not come to you in word only, but also in power in the Holy Spirit and with full conviction. Um, Go on to the next one. I'll just read through these. He is the radiance of his glory and the exact representation of his nature who upholds all things. Think about that. God upholds all things through the what? Word of his power. Um, Go on to that next one. And they went out and preached everywhere while the Lord worked with them and confirmed the word by signs that followed. Okay, so... You know, when we declare the word, I'm believing that that signs are going to follow. I mean, that to me, and when I don't see it, I've just got to continue to put it in faith. That I'm going to confer, I'm going to receive the word. I'm going to put faith to it, and then I'm going to believe that God's going to perform the work in it. That the power of God wants to work through His word. Um, and then the last one. In the power of signs and wonders, and the power of the Spirit, so that from Jerusalem and around about is um, you're, uh, I can't say that one. Uh, I have fully, think about this, I have fully preached the gospel of Christ. Paul was saying, I haven't fully preached the gospel of Christ until what? The signs and wonders, the power of the Spirit is also with it. You know, and so that's our heart. You know, we don't, that we wouldn't have a, the, the Word of God would not only be richly dwelling in us, not only it would activate our faith that you know, those, it would take ground and prevail, but the Word of God has so much power coming from us, coming out of us. And so I just want to encourage you that something to begin, maybe you've never, you know, believed for that, like, um, you know, to, for the Word of God to really become not only alive, living and active, but the power of God would begin to flow in and through the Word. And so... Um, so I, I think about that, and I, I really wanted to read, I just kept um, hearing this 
a couple scriptures just to read over us, declare over us. Um, and then I don't, I don't know who's going to help me close, but I really felt like just to read Romans 8. I just wanted, I want you to receive the word. Um, um, think about this. Um, and we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. For those whom he foreknew, he predestined to become conformed into the image of his son, so that he would be the firstborn among many brethren. And these whom he predestined, he called. And those he called, he justified. And those he justified, he glorified. What then shall we say that these things? If God is for us, what? Who can be against us, right? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how will he not also with him freely give us all things? Who will bring a charge against God's elect? God is the one who justifies. Who is the one who condemns? Christ Jesus is he who died. Rather, he was raised and at the right hand of God who intercedes for us. Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Will tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, sword? For just as it is written, for your sake we were put into death all day long. We were considered as sheep to be slaughtered. Then in all these things we overwhelmingly conquer through him who loved us. For I'm convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God, Amen. which is in Christ Jesus. And so I just want to declare that over us. You know, and so you know, find some things that you can begin to declare over your life, your heart. Begin to declare it. Maybe that's something like just take Romans 8. Declare, begin to declare it, something simple. Just declare it over your life. Just begin to speak it. Allow the word of God uh, to become living and active. And, um, and that's going to be my prayer for this morning. Uh, like I said, nothing, uh, nothing, none of this is they're crazy new or to you. Obviously, we're doing these foundations. But I, I hope the word of God becomes living and active. Maybe... I kind of felt like the, in some ways, especially in the season of a church, even season of a church or season of your life, you know, I think sometimes when we first come to Christ, you know, the word is richly dwelling in us because we're like, man, it just became alive to us. And then we can kind of go along and maybe we kind of go in and out of seasons. But sometimes I feel like in the season, of even, even of a church, it kind of gets, you kind of get either used to it or it kind of just becomes norm and it just can't, it doesn't have the life to it. it, doesn't have the power to it, and God really wants to, really wants to stir that up in you uh, uh, to become living and active so that when you're walking into, um, maybe it's your uh, work or maybe your school or whatever, that you're looking for ways for the Word of God to be alive. Uh, that to, and, and I love, again, I, I, I thank God that um, Craig got up there because it, it, I was like, man, that's what the Word of God needs to be, alive in us, alive through us. And one of the things I kept hearing earlier, and I wrote it down, that there's at least a few people in here that have really condemned themselves, that they're not smart enough, the Word is kind of over my head, or I can't read real well. I don't know, I just kept feeling that, that really just break that off. Um, it was really funny when it... I, I never enjoyed 
reading. Anybody ever gone through school and never read a book that you're supposed to read, but I never read any of the books? <laughs> Cliff notes were always really good for me. <laughs> um, I was trying to think of back in English. I'm like, I don't think I ever made it through any book. So, you know, I started thinking about even wanting to read the Bible, but I was, I was really, a, anybody heard of this present, uh, Piercing the Darkness and Present Darkness? Yeah. It, was a, it was kind of a book back in our day. It kind of began the uh, reality of spiritual warfare and stuff like that. But I had started, what's the first one, Present Darkness? I think yeah, this, this Present Darkness. I started that book probably because I wanted to read. I, this was I, I was a believer. I just come to know the Lord. Um, I was a believer, and I was like, I, I want to read, but, it, man, I, I think I started that book three, five times and got through the first 30 pages and then just dropped it. And so I really got to a frustration, and really, and the Lord just said, um, just ask for it. I said, all right, God. And it's funny, I can, still remember, I can still remember I was in my room at the house in Salem making this prayer. I was like, Lord, I just want to be able to read. I want to be able to walk and read. I want to be able to enjoy reading, uh, especially the Word. Um, but all of a sudden, I just made a simple prayer, and it was funny. I started that book again. I read This Present Darkness, Piercing the Darkness, and Pro The Prophet. That, that was another one that uh, Frank Peretti read. I read them all three right in a row, and probably the most I'd read ever to this day. <laughs> but, but all of a sudden, I, was, I broke off something in my spirit that you know, said, oh, that's just not me. You know? And I felt like the Lord wanted to, break that off in the spirit. Well, that, the word's not me. You know, that, you know, Mitch can do it. You know, Rick can do it. Those people up there that have to share, that's good. But I just pray that the word becomes living and active in all of our lives. That it is not an exclusive thing. And God really just wants to declare that uh, into a couple people, I felt like. So I just wanted to share that. So I, I don't, you have something? I was going to pray. Could, could you guys stand? <coughs> I'm going to ask if you're part of first responders to come up. Joe, I'm going to need your help specifically. Maybe you and Craig could, I don't know if Grant, he can come. The, I'm, I want to just prayerfully put us in this position. What, what Mitch was saying was that you might be in a place where you feel like the, the word like you sit down and you're trying to read it and it goes wah, 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 <laughs> wah, 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 right? He started off originally in the message sharing that maybe you're here today and that's, you're like, man, this whole service, it's just been wah, 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 wah. So that, that's a, that's, you might be at a person say, I've never heard the word. And I'm going to encourage you that today's your day you can step out. You might be a person that, that would come and, and say to the DeFranciscos, I know the word, and I've had a time of enjoying it, but I know that I'm not living in the rich of it. It's become commonplace, and, it, and, and I'm hearing the wah, wah. Mm. It's just turned back to wah, wah, wah. Do you hear what I'm saying? That there, there's some of us, these are things that I wrote down, is that, that there's others of us, we've re realized we're in a drought. Maybe we find... Uh, disillusioned because other things have crept in. We're, we're distracted by people, by saints. Or maybe we've just realized when I recently was squeezed, it wasn't the Lord who came out. Mm. Mm -hmm. Come on. There's, there's a place to know him. And again, I'm going to say, if, if all of this seems foreign to you, you get to step out today and meet your daddy, <laughs> the one who created you, 
who adopts you into his faith and says, what all I have is yours. If you're diluted, you can step forward. And, and why did I have you stand? Maybe that's easier for you. Why would I tell you that there's all these seats up here that you can come and, and kneel and be on your face or these people would come because it takes action. Mitch just spent the last 15 minutes telling us that well, we need to declare something. We need to receive something. We need to unite it with faith we, that it would be released. Those are all active things. If, if I want to uh, be in a place that I start brushing my teeth more often, I, I've got to start somewhere. <laughs> I've got to start somewhere. And I'm going to encourage you that the word changes us, but it changes us by our step. So, Lord, I thank you that today you want to transform us. Mm -hmm. Lord, I thank you that your spirit's in earnest towards us. Lord, I thank you that, that you say that you're new and that you're fresh every day. Lord, I thank you that today's the day. Mm -hmm. Today's the day to, to, to step out into Christiansburg, into our car that's in that parking lot. And be transformed yes, by your word, by our choice, yes. by faith, Amen. by your power, by faith that it's something that I've not seen with my own eyes, but I get to recognize in the supernatural. Lord, I speak over us as a body today that it, it's, it's here for us. You're here for us. You're here for us. Amen? Amen? Amen. I'm going to release you, and I'm going to encourage you to take a step before you leave. Mm. Step out transformed because you made it. You took an action step. <laughs> Amen? Amen. I, I also remember these three things. Um, I've got to find this piece of paper. One, one is I didn't pray for the offering. I'm going to do that. I'm going to ask um, the deans, would you step back there and lay hands on the offering box? Um, I also... Uh, someone asked me, are we going to decorate for, for Easter? And I said, I, I need some help doing that. If that's you, then I want you to come and find me today or come and make a nominate someone that I need to go pursue. The third thing is Kim Bonner came down from Michigan. A lot of you have seen her proclamation of the word in wares, and she's brought them. They're uh, benefiting her missions trip, and I'm going to encourage you to stop at that table as you leave. Uh, Swifty, you're there with the deans. Tony, go ahead. Rachel, lay hands on that offering box. Lord, we thank you that we receive a provision in our own life and we make provision uh, unto the works that, that are called dwelling place, Lord. Lord, we thank you that we give unto this church so this church can give out into this community. Lord, we thank you that you've made a provision to us You've made a provision for us that, that we can be part of a blessing unto other people. And, and Lord, we, we speak that the, the needs that are in this house, Lord, that the, that the fountain of God is in this house today, that is in this house today. Lord, I speak over our brothers and sisters that, that they are richly blessed with the word. I speak that, that, just put your hands out, that there's power in their hands to take action, to receive, to walk in, the majesty and might of God. Amen? Amen. God bless you. Come and take action and receive.